I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison King. And my name is Amir Coro. And we're back with another episode. And we are going to talk about, we've just decided, we've just made a decision to talk about decisions. How's that? Yeah, yeah spontaneous one. <laughs> um, Amir just is is making it in the midst of a big decision. I don't know if you want to share or not. Mm-hmm, but um, but that's kind of what we're make, was making us talk about that. And I think it's a good one to talk about because life is just basically full of decisions. So. Mm-hmm. go for it yeah definitely so hello dear viewers i'm happy to be with you all again um basically what's been happening so last week when harrison and i recorded you know last week's podcast i recently heard back from a school that i applied to and this was like my dream school to go to and they let me know that i that they were giving me a full tuition scholarship so crazy crazy applause track applause track <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And lately, this last week, I've just been like in the midst of deciding, like, should I go? Because there's certain caveats to this decision. Will I be upsetting my career momentum? Will I be kind of deviating from the path that I've set myself on so mm. far? Um, but today has kind of just been a day of revelations and a day of kind of introspection and figuring kind of figuring it out. I made a video last week about like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing yet. But I think today I'm kind of settling into it. Um, I had a talk with my therapist today. So I'm kind of just coming fresh off the press from that like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> fresh off the press. So I'm in a pretty good head state. I'm still navigating it, but it's it's been teaching me a lot. And the first reflection, first thing that I've learned from this mm-hmm. experience is that uncertainty is is the way forward. Uncertainty is the way forward. Uncertainty is inevitable in every decision that we face in life. If we're looking for certainty, ultimately we're never going to move. Right. Mm. And so it's a matter of being able to be comfortable and being um, confident in that uncertainty and being like, okay, yeah, uncertainty is the only certainty that I have at this point. So, you know, leaping headfirst into it with faith. I think also another thing that I heard kind of, you know, today in my appointment with a therapist is that all crossroads are really just a decision of abundance, right? If you go one way, you're going to be blessed. If you go another way, you're going to be blessed. You know, when it comes to lots of life decisions, it's not that there's one crazy good decision and there's one horrible decision, because if it were that case, you know, then it would be an easy decision. But really, all hard decisions come from different, both good and bad options, right? This is good in some way, this one's good in some ways, but it kind of like, it's all even, right? That's what makes it difficult. Um, and kind of recognizing that at that point, you know, in this situation, you know, there's hard decisions, of course, that aren't that good. But in this situation, it's a decision of abundance. So not being scared to, you know, step in any given direction. Um, most decisions are, aren't, you know, like closed door decisions, right? If you go through, it's a revolving door, you can go back out if you don't want to. Right. Right. Most decisions in life are like that, you know, um, and yeah, those are kind of the things that I've been learning through this. It's just a lot of, you know, settling into being comfortable with uncertainty. You get what mm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. How how many times throughout this have you like tried to focus on like your gut feeling? Because that's like a thing that mm-hmm. can sometimes be very prominent, but sometimes it's hard to find. And what have you found throughout this process? Mm. Glad you asked that. Today was actually kind of the day for that. Um, my therapist, she guided me through like this one, like just mindful like present body activity experience thing um and basically what i learned today is like every cell in our body like our body our gut just like our nervous system just us you know we have an inbuilt knowing you know there's a reason why people say trust your gut you know or it's in my heart right it's in our body our body knows and sometimes our mind gets in the way of making that decision by overthinking and trying to layer and judge and like all these different things but really the body knows Right. If we're able to be in alignment with that, then, you know, things then we end up making decisions in alignment with the deepest, most innate part of ourselves. Right. And so, like, basically, there's this one exercise where she just had me like stand up on my two feet, you know, and just like close my eyes and breathe and just ground myself, feel the floor. Right. Feel my body feel aligned. 
And basically she would ask me questions, innocuous questions. And one thing I noticed, like my body just like habitually, like instinctively leans forward or leans back. Mm. So she'd ask me like, do you like peanut butter? I would slowly lean forward, right? Or, well, I have my peanut-free peanut butter. Any sorry, um, I'm allergic. Um, or like, I was do you like, like, I don't know if you're having peanut butter. Exactly, here, right? What we talked about this, right? <laughs> um, right. But then she'd ask like innocuous questions like, do you like strawberries? And then I would lean forward. Um, do you like paying your taxes? <laughs> right. You know, um, and it was really interesting to observe because I wasn't thinking about it, mm-hmm. right? I was just kind of present in my body and my body was answering. And so kind of like, as she was guiding me through these questions, she was asking me, like, do you feel, do you want to stay in Vancouver? Do you want to stay where you currently are? Because that was, like, one of the choices, mm-hmm. right? It, like, there was just a natural aversion. But, like, I can sense my mind wanting to rationalize and be like, yo, no, you're already here. This is what you're doing. What? This is the status quo. But right. realizing that that's actually not what my, my, my body, right, aligned with, like, me like or not necessarily me but like you know this part of myself acting from a heart-centered place Mm. that's not actually what i truly want and i knew at that point i wasn't bsing myself either like it felt true Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you know you're right and so after asking me those questions i finally came to the conclusion that you know both the the two options that i was looking at because there were three Mm -hmm. you know um the two options that I, i was looking at ultimately i wasn't giving up any of them i could still have them both just at different times Right. And so okay. kind of like that's what gave me the confidence to, you know, kind of step forward into this decision with school. It's scary, but, you know, kind of upsetting the status quo mm-hmm. is the way forward. The uncertainty of that, the fear of that is part of the package. And I think that's part of the learning and the growing experience. The fear and the uncertainty that comes along with things is ultimately what makes us grow. And that, friends, is my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I, I think it's that's something that like, your gut feeling is a is a is a real thing, right? So, um, your 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 gut and brain are connected through this thing called the vagus nerve. Like it's a legit mm-hmm. biological thing, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, just through like the foods you eat will affect your your mental state. They can cause you know like brain brain fog and all these things because of because of that connection. And there's also this you know the the trust your gut your gut feeling. It's it's part of that because your your body is reacting it's a part of your nervous system right and uh, and that's where that feeling is is held and so it happens but i think like this happened to me recently and i had this feeling and then i was like nah like that's wrong like this is it's it's okay it's okay and i did it and like i got was right you know what i mean like i think it happens a lot um how how do you think you personally go about going between like this is what I think is right. This is what I feel is right. Which one is correct? You know, sometimes you do need to go with what your brain's telling you or use it. Like how 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 are you navigating that or how have you in the past? That's a really good question. Oh, dude. Um that is exactly the question that I'm trying to figure out myself. Like mm-hmm. how do I navigate this thing? And to be honest right. with you, I don't have an answer. It's contextual. You know, mm, some yeah. situations require a very mind centered approach to it and others require more body heart centered approach mm. um i think i think what what i've come to realize is that for small decisions for small decisions especially decisions of discipline mm-hmm. as well i need to like kind of trust the logical side for example like when i wake up and i know you know i got to go to the gym Right. But if I were to listen to kind of like my body and kind of like my gut, feeling, right. I just want to stay in the sheets. They have okay. accepted me as one yeah. of their own. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like I am one of them now. Exactly. Right. But then I kind of like for the small decision, I'm like, OK, no, but rationally, I know that I will feel better yeah. after exercising. And so okay. I make it like from that place. But I mm-hmm. think in terms of big decisions, you know, like big life stuff, I think it's important to work with, you know, the heart. But yeah, what about for you? Like, how do you go about making your decisions, differentiating between like mind, body, making that connection? Like, what are some mm-hmm. circumstances that you've applied that in? I haven't had any big, like big, big decisions like this recently. So it's so it's a little hard to like, to think about it, right? Um, but I think that like, if I go into something knowing that like I want to trust my gut, then it's easy. I mean, like if that's what you've, and recently that's what I've been trying to do, like at least take notice of it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and not think so much and go, this is obviously my initial, whatever your initial reaction is, is probably the way you want to go. And then we start to 
rationalize things and 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 you know decide um but but then there's there's times where it's like you actually need that you know you what you're talking about coming back to school was one of those things for me where I didn't really want to I'm very glad I did um if I would have just trusted like in the moment so uh, there's also the third thing we haven't talked about factor which is like sometimes you can get just caught up in the moment of something and you need to take a step back and that mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's kind of the third thing it's like there's your mind there's like what you feel and there's also like your current circumstance I think that's influencing what how you're thinking about this that might not be actually accurate uh for example like what I was doing when I was working for my year off full time. And I was, I was like, you know, this is great. Like, I don't really need, I've done, done music in a while. I don't really need to go back and do it and whatever. That's because that's, that was my environment for like many, many months. I kind of pushed everything else away. And then when I finally removed myself from that and started doing it again, and I was like, oh no, like, I'm glad I did this. Um, And it wasn't that that wasn't there. It was just, I was so overwhelmed or or overcome by the current environment. So um, to answer your question, I think it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not great at it either. I don't know. I think everybody has a, has a challenge with it. Um, it depends on, it really does depend on the situation, right? Like how big of a decision it is because, um, but I mean, I guess you could also argue that like even big decisions, like just, just like choose something and go with it. And if you're able to just be okay with whatever you choose, I think that's where the problem steps in, you know, or where, you just make a decision, but you don't fully commit to the decision. I think a lot of us, me included, like do that a lot where it's like, okay, there's A and B and I'm going to choose A. And then you start going down the path for A and you're like, well, maybe like what, this would have been happening on the other side and I should have done this. And I could, it's like, you're already, you've already made the decision. Um, but it's so easy to just think about what could, could be right. Cause like you said, there's going to be good and bad on both. So you're going to start down path A and then be like, oh, this is the bad stuff. Well, it could have been better on B. Um, but then you would have done the same thing on that side. So I don't know, mm. like, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I think it's just being aware that there will be bad parts to, and good parts to both. If we're talking about two decisions, right. Um, and to remember that, like, that's just like, how many times in your life have you made decisions like every day, like hundreds and thousands of times, probably, right? Like little decisions. So like, we're good at it. We just can't get the brain involved <laughs> i think mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i don't know that's what i think so it's a mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to comment on when i haven't had something recently that i've had to really think about um mm-hmm. but i think it's just the commitment that a lot of us everybody has a challenge with just naturally mm-hmm. yeah totally totally agree you also brought up something very interesting um earlier and like i kind of you know speaking the same language as you you know like understand that the vagus nervous is an important part about switching between our you know sympathetic parasympathetic nervous Mm. system all the psychology of kind of like decision making i'm really curious like from like based off the things that you know you know like i'm someone who doesn't really know much about like kind of the gut body brain connection Mm. like what are some of the things you know that you've learned about that so far you know because i I know that the science behind that is really, really interesting. What are some of the things that you've learned or seen or could perhaps be impacting our decisions and we don't know? But just the food you eat is the main Mm. thing. Um, I'm not going to go like make a bold claim and say that all like depression and anxiety is caused by food, but I would say a large majority of it is uh, at least enhanced by that because because of this connection, there's also this thing called the blood brain barrier, which I don't know too much about. But it's basically like a little membrane. And like, certain bad types of food, if 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 they leave your gut, which they can do with a thing called leaky gut, that bacteria can get up through that, you know, connection, it can get up there and like get into your brain, which will cause can cause things like depression or like, like all all kinds of things that are like, People used to think like doctors and 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 like even psychologists and stuff that those things were separate, right? Like there was there was that barrier and nothing could cross it. But it's incorrect. Where um, I think this is all like based on stuff I've learned, so I don't know one hundred percent. But um, I don't think naturally it's supposed to have like there's not supposed to be that going back and forth. But because of the foods that we've eaten for so many years in our current society with like processed foods and and so much sugar and all this stuff it's it's for most people ruined that so there is that kind of back and forth so the more you eat of bad things you know it's gonna go over there and vice versa and and, uh 
and so I would just say that that's the big thing is like with if we ever have a deeper talk on any of this, it's like just you you are the food that you eat, right? So it's like if you're going to go have a, a fake piece of meat that did not exist before it went through four factories, you're like, that's not really natural, you know, like that's not you're going to your body's going to take in those chemicals and all that processed stuff. And it can affect things like that. So like um, that connection through your brain and your gut is very strong. So just some, at least a way to think about it. You don't, I don't even, again, know all the science. And uh, if anybody's interested in this, which I encourage you to check it out, uh, go check it out yourself to, this is not like, I'm not a doctor. Okay. So do not take my word like a hundred percent, but that is a very real thing, that connection. And um, I think just having that perspective of like when you're when you're eating food that like you are becoming what you're eating essentially mm. um, makes you think about things a little more because because it just affects you so much, right? So mm, that's absolutely. a little tangent to answer yeah, your totally. question. You you are what you eat, dude. You must really, eat a though. whole bunch of good looking male goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we both okay. must have eaten that. <laughs> and same with okay. you, viewers. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We spread the love here. Every I once hope in a while it's a comedy good. podcast for about yeah, exactly. 30 seconds. It's always, it's always been a comedy podcast. Subscribe <laughs> to Harrison King Official. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it's all just all those things, you know, every mm-hmm. part of our life um, in all ways affects de- decisions and, and all those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Everything's connected, right? Yeah. And we're, we're on a very, in, in I guess, interesting topic here, kind of the role of the body in making our decisions and how often we forego that in favor of overthinking and mm-hmm. rationalizing mm-hmm. and all these different things that ultimately cloud that. Um, one, one thing that I've kind of learned through this you know, period of making decisions, and it's something I talked about kind of in my, in my latest YouTube video. I, I Well, I wish I mentioned this, um, but how important kind of our physical, mental, and emotional state is to mm-hmm. making our decisions. Big I think, time. you know, the primary thing that I've learned is that when it comes to any decision, you first got to be grounded and present first, mm. you know, kind of like that's the, that's the primary thing. You know, I, I was kind of, whenever I'm making my own videos, I always kind of play, uh, um, kind of devil's advocate to myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but that argument is actually that, like, I kind right. of like disagree right. with myself right. as I'm making it. Um, and kind of one of the things that, you know, devil's advocate Amir was thinking was like, okay, this, this positive psychology, be conscious and be present. Woo woo is nice and all, but how am I going to make my decision? Right. Kind of is what, you know, devil's advocate Amir was saying, but then kind of like my response to that. And what I learned through that is that no, your state of consciousness, your like estate you know, emotionally, mentally, physically is the primary thing because I I was also taking your recommendation and listening to like stuff from Joe Dispenza and everything as well. Mm. Um, and like the thing is, if we're in a nervous, fran- frantic, anxious state, then ultimately we're going to be making a decision from there, not from a place of power, yes. not from a place of certainty or of like knowing that we can make things happen, but we're going to make a decision that reflects that state. Right. And so like how important it is to be here, be present, be grounded as we make the decision, focus on finding the peace within first, be okay, kind of like with the outcome, accept the present moment and make the decision from there. And ultimately that's going to be something that's a lot more aligned, you know, exactly with life, with ourselves. And, you know, yeah, I think alignment comes from being like in the present moment, listening to your body, listening to your gut and, you know, finding that peace and being still in it what do you think i was gonna say because you're kind of talking about you know if you're in like a bad state or i think it would be both like if you say like this is you know average is like like middle ground there's like a, a middle line and then like below that is when you're not feeling good or whatever and or, or you're really frantic and thinking about something above that is when life's amazing both of those extremes are 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 not really like great places to make decisions from right because they're both gonna not be the average thing so if you're like even if you're feeling really great and things are amazing you're gonna make a decision go yeah like it doesn't matter life's gonna be awesome and then and then you come back to like your average resting state and you're like ooh, no like i was wrong you know what i mean so i think it actually i think it works both ways um Mm. which is what you're talking about but i think coming back to being grounded regardless of your state even if it's super great or it's really bad 
um, helps because there's that middle ground, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then you're you're just more at peace to make your decision, and you're more coming from a place of clarity, right? Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to being influenced, like I said, by your environment, either good or bad, right? Hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. Interesting. Yeah. It's like the middle. The middle way. You know. It's like. <laughs> it's like this is like old school, like Buddhist. You know, Buddhist thought. Like the middle way. It's. It, it kind of like reminds me. Like it's the middle path. Kind of like the grounded emotional place. Like, is it's like a triangle, right? So you have one extreme here of like you know crazy bad emotions. Um, viewers, if you're just listening, imagine kind of a triangle, and I'm in like the bottom left half of it. Okay. So imagine a triangle, bottom left half. This is kind of a frantic, nervous, emotional state. On the other side, we have a really, really good, I can do everything kind of, you know, happy-go-lucky state, right? But the middle of that is actually a triangle, right? It's higher than both of you. Yes. Right? And so you're able to make a decision from that, you know, that higher place. I just love also that image, that metaphor. And I think it's also important to delineate while we're on the topic of this, it's important to to differentiate between peace and happiness, right? Inner peace and joy, like joy arises from inner peace, right? And, but inner peace is not always the same thing as happiness. Happiness is a, is a emotion, right? It's a temporary feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas peace is kind of, uh, happiness is a temporary, I guess, emotion that arises from phenomenon, from surface level, you know, things that are happening kind of around us in our right. circumstance, like, oh my God, this is such a lovely party. I'm so happy. Or, oh my gosh, I just got into this school. I'm so happy. Mm. That kind of thing, right? But whereas peace is more so unconditional, right? In the sense that being able to find peace, whether you are watching a beautiful sunset or whether you are sitting, I don't know, like in a jail cell, right? Hmm. Is it possible to find peace in both scenarios? Yes. Is one easier, obviously, right? But like peace is the one unconditioned, hmm. you know, the unconditional peace, as one good book says, that transcends all understanding, you know, it's some really good, <laughs> some really good book. It's called The Good Book, right? But, you know, it's that peace that transcends all understanding and like that peace that transcends all situations as well. I think that's that's the difference is that happiness is dependent on the conditions. Peace is dependent on none. And ultimately, that's where like a deeper abiding sense of acceptance and joy arises from not joy in the sense of Whoa, oh my god but yeah. joy as in like a silent knowing silent present body-centered knowing you mm. know what i mean yeah me- weekly mantra from our our uh, resident monk amir that's what, that's what that was <laughs> yeah exactly I, i'm wearing my uh my uh monk oh, vibes. My. that's great <laughs> that's really good though like and i know i know what you mean yeah like um peace can be found in any situation um but it's not easy it's not easy to find but but if you're able to at least some form i think like these things get funny be- for me because there's no like one you know like math for we know two plus two is four everybody knows that we can agree on that really R- regardless of <laughs> maybe everybody except me um <laughs> i am a musician sorry i can't uh, count past three one <laughs> two yeah, that's it. Um, so we can, you know, I'll agree on those things, but things like like peace or whatever, like it's mm-hmm. different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So what I may consider peace would be based on my experience. And you may have mm-hmm. experienced a greater level of peace that I haven't. So even between us, it might be different. Or we're talking about, it's the same thing like colors. Like we all are, all of our eyes are different. So what I call green and what you call green, we may actually be seeing things internalizing mm-hmm. differently. So it's like that with emotions too, right? I don't know if you ever thought about this, but but even things like like joy or or happiness. Actually, there was a little while ago we heard from somebody that that had I think it was I think it was just like happiness or joy or something that they had never experienced it before. They had uh, mm. it was some sort of I don't know if it was a condition or, or or something, but anyway, they were they were weren't able to actually experience it, and then once they were, they were like, oh, like this is what I thought this was what happiness was, but I didn't realize that it was until. It happens. So things like when we're talking about peace, I think it can be a challenging thing to discuss because there's there's a, there's people that mm-hmm. even including you and I that may not have actually experienced that, but we think we have, you know, mm-hmm. 
that's just a weird i don't know there's no answer to that mm. i've just it's it's a something to think mm. about it's no, a totally. very strange I love that observation. you observation know? mm. mm-hmm. totally i love that observation and yeah it reminds sorry i'm getting a little too monkey here no <laughs> take me off the tangent no, i'm on the good. treadmill it's good you know um but it like you're absolutely right right we're it's it's a moving well not a moving metric but it's Actually, no, the simple way to phrase it, it's like the opening line from the Tao Te Ching, which is like, you know, old Chinese, like spiritual book of wisdom, you know, written thousands of years ago by Lao Tzu. The opening thing, you know, it kind of talks about like the Tao and the Tao translated into English is the way, you know, the way or like universal, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like just life, universe, you know, the Tao and like the opening, um, the opening line from it. The Tao that can be not the Tao that can be named is not the true Tao. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that applies wow. so perfectly, kind of like to like this entire thing that we're talking about, you know, like with peace and like these different states, like if we can name it or like if we can perfectly describe it, then that means we're kind of operating from a mind place and we're not like truly mm. knowing it and being it. Mm-hmm. Right. Does a dog know that it is a dog? Right? No, it, it just is itself, right? Mm. Does a tree know that it's a tree? No, it's just being itself. And so I think when we're in a state of peace, like it's not necessarily like we're labeling it like, oh, I'm finally at peace now, but rather it's a just being it. You mm. know? That's mm-hmm. kind of the thought that it reminds me of and what it brings to mind. The Tao that can be named is not the true Tao. Yeah, wow. I don't know where I where <laughs> That's that great though. Of, Pulling out, out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. I've been really enjoying just like reading a whole bunch of like different texts and books and everything. Yeah, that's kind of where my headspace and my life has been at. Any uh, cool recommendations from you or thoughts or I don't know, just take it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really, uh, yeah, it's quite powerful because I mean, that's the essence of like that kind of um, outlook is like, what meditation is focused around, right? Which is, is all that's connected, but, um, and just being present, right? Mindfulness, where it's like, if you're thinking about that, you're doing it, you're not doing it, which is, which is like the hardest thing you could possibly do on this planet, in my opinion, is like, do something without not knowing you're doing it, but like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing it, but you're not thinking about that. You, like, it's, it's just this mm-hmm. weird, like paradox. And I've always struggled, struggled with it. And there's like many times, like, like I'm almost, I'm coming up on a year, right. Of, of meditating every day. And there's been like maybe five or, or like definitely less than 10 times where I've like really fully been in it and not like, like I've actually been doing it, you know, not thinking about it, you know? And, uh, cause there's always some aspect of it. So it's like, it's like, I think that's probably the greatest, one of the biggest challenges, um, yeah with all of this, this stuff, it's, it's really, it's really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. but because it's everywhere, like it's in what you just talked about, it's like the essence of Buddhism, essentially, you know what I mean? Um, it's just getting to a place of of peace and it's just a focus, right? It's like, it's an important thing. And, uh, I mean, I think all, probably all important things are, are challenging. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I wish we had more answers sometimes to this stuff, yeah. but we always come back to these places. So I'm like, that's great. I just, uh, I can't tell you anymore, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I totally agree with you. It, it is difficult. It, you know, all this stuff is just kind of percolating and rising to my head right now. It reminds me of, I, I'm not sure if Naval said this or if he was quoting someone else, but he basically said, you know, we say often that we want peace of mind, but really what we're looking for is peace from mind. Hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. it peace from the mind's worries peace from kind of the labels the anxiousness the right, sadness right. all these things yeah. are generated from the mind not exactly the outer circumstance but what we think about mm-hmm. these outer circumstances and you know what you say about you know um like thinking and focus right and giving our full attention to the moment it is difficult because like you're totally right. It's difficult because we live in an environment that is not conducive to that. We live in a really, no. you know, we live in a, we live in a society. <laughs> <but> <laughs> we, 
<laughs> but we live in a society that is constantly trying to grab our attention and take it away from the present moment. Yeah. Right. Our phone yeah. goes off. Boom. You're out of the present moment. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're, I don't know, watching a beautiful sunset and then boom, you get a phone call or, you know, then you look down at your phone, Instagram. We live in a world that is constantly trying to take our attention, but really it's like, you're absolutely right. It requires that daily disciplined practice of like conditioning and focusing our attention to go like where we want it to be, whether that's in the body or in the present moment, which is you know, essentially the same thing, right? It's it's a challenge because that's that's the world, you know. Do you think it would take managing distractions? Do you think it would take discipline if our environment supported it? Like, let's say you and I go and live in the rainforest for like three years, right? And on that third, on that like when we get to the end of that, like would we just naturally have come to that place? I don't know the answer, but, but like, you know, it's a common thing, at least that I know of that there's like monk, uh, there's like, like retreats, right. And like, there's like monasteries, mm-hmm. I believe that's the word where they're yeah, like in the mountains. Ashrams. Right. And there's like, there's nothing else around. And their sole purpose is to just like be, do you think that if you and I, as people that have grown up in this environment and are doing this and we're just to go somewhere like that and have like no distractions, I'm not taking anything really with me. We're going to like build our own, our space from scratch and like just survive and, and be there. Do you think that's a natural state and that we've over like kind of overridden it or that, you know, you know, where I'm going like, mm-hmm, do you totally. think that that's like our natural yeah. state? I'm picking, up, or I'm picking up what you're putting it? down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, dude. <laughs> what do you think? That's a really good question. I think the answer, it, it's a title. It's a title of a book by John, John Kabat-Zinn. Wherever you go, there you are. So you're right? a, like so a product if, of your environment. Is that what you're trying to say? Where, well, what I'm what I'm saying by this, like wherever you go, there you are. If, you know, we have our overthinking mind now and we don't know how to kind of like, you know, tame the monkey mind, you know, as it's mm-hmm. commonly referred to. If we are unable to step into this place of fullness, to step into this place of being and feeling fully present now, then we're not going to feel it when we're, you know, um, you can change the perfect, you can change the environment to be as perfect and as silent and as still as you want it to be. But if the noise in the head is still going wherever you go, there you are. And that's ultimately what you're going to carry around with mm. you no matter what. And it is a common phenomenon that I've heard, you know, people talk about, like, I'm not some like crazy, you know, spiritual guide or anything, but I've heard from, you know, other perhaps like spiritual or just mindfulness or meditation teachers that, you know, people will go on retreats right and then they'll have some spiritual awakening and then they come back to the office and they start yelling at their employees right right it's Mm. kind of like this this dichotomy of like wait what i thought i went to this retreat i should be all good now but really the thing is it's easy to be present in a monastery or an ashram it's designed to be that right but the actual practice like we get stronger by lifting weights Mm -hmm. right we get stronger by challenging ourselves right And so being in this world that is kind of like seeking to distract us, take our attention away, right, is really like our practice. That is stronger training. If we're able to be like present and be fully here and mindful in the world that is trying to take our distractions away, kind of like going to a monastery or an ashram is going to be easy mode, right? And so basically long answer short, I think it's predicated upon who we are and what we're doing and our state of consciousness now. You know, if we're able to find that now, then, you know, as I said mm. three three times, you know, wherever we go, there we will be. Mm. I agree. But I think that we would eventually start to adapt. Like our environment does have an impact on our on mm. us. So yes, it would probably it would take a long time. But I, I think that like if we're talking, you know, weird science experiment that's probably never gonna happen. But like yet <laughs> you take somebody that's like super anxious, stressed out in an office job. And, and we pluck them from that and put them in this like natural environment where there's no like connection to this. There would be some weird psychological stuff that would happen, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. like, um, no, you have none of the distractions of, of societal life where I would, I think that eventually you would start to, your, your body would adapt and, and feel more comfortable. You would, you wouldn't be checking your phone and watching TikToks and all this stuff that's that's cause like constantly all these distractions that we're having. If it's not there, then you would start to to change. I think I think potentially we could get closer. Um, but mm-hmm. again, to answer my own question that I started with, I think that naturally we are able to be present and have this kind of sense of peace. And I think everything that's happened 
Um, maybe it's been evolutionary because we, when we introduce this stuff, but I'm talking like way back. Um, I think that all these other things are environmentally like they it's it's been influenced by our environment. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that our current society is obviously the biggest problem because of mm-hmm. advertising and blah, blah, blah. Everything's now, 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 right? Um, mm-hmm. Not saying that you can't go back to it, but I think that just kind of cool to think about that. We probably were originally there because that's like everybody's always talking about how to get to somewhere. And it seems like a common thing with as humans that like, um, yes, we are trying to advance, but a lot of things is like we're trying to just scrape away all the stuff that our society is like, how it's worn us down and, and given us like bad traits. We're trying to remove those and go back to what was normal. Same thing mm. with like health and these things I've talked about, right? Where it's like going to bed at whatever time. It's like like clocks had a big impact on people's circadian rhythms because your body changes like every day, but the time doesn't change. So things like that. I think that that's, we're always trying to get back to in some way what would be our natural state, which we will mm-hmm. technically probably never know because of, you know, we're just guessing, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I do agree. I, I definitely do agree. I also do think that like, you know, if we were to take like said person, like put them out in the, you know, a totally natural environment, like mm-hmm. would they experience a shift? Absolutely, for sure. Um, But the interesting thing about habit psychology, or at least what I've learned is that like habits never really go away, mm-hmm. right? They just get like, you know, with less, they just get um less maintained. So they're not as easy, right? Right. The, uh, okay. The, uh, I think, was it myelin sheath that forms along the neuron? Mm-hmm. Right? It just wears down a little bit. So it's not as strong of a habit. But, you know, if you're absolutely right, we're products of environment. If you were to take that person who had like, you know, a spiritual awakening out in the forest, right? Yeah. Put them back into their office job. That emotional and mental habit is already established. Right. Right. It's there. But luckily, I think the difference in that case um, would be that like after having that, you know, like experience in the forest, like there would be at least some sense of awareness mm-hmm. there. I was like, Oh, the habit is starting again. And I think awareness is kind of the, you know, the, the thing that interrupts the habit, right. right? If you can be aware that, Oh, I'm doing this repetitive behavior, then you can actually consciously decide what, do I want to repeat this pattern? Do I want to repeat this thought? Right. Yes. Um, ultimately, you know, awareness creates the opening to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you also bring up an interesting thing, you know, that, that I've also been, I feel like I'm a friggin' like human library. My mind is just thinking of quotes and books. <laughs> it's good. It's great. I'm so sorry. Um, no, but it reminds me also of another passage, like, I guess just from the Tao Te Ching, it's once again, like in dwelling, be close to the land, right? Follow kind of like the natural way of things, right? You know, we can learn so much from nature and just the natural way in which things function, the natural ways that we're supposed to be eating, right? As Mm -hmm. you mentioned, the natural ways that we're supposed to be sleeping, our circadian rhythm, being close to nature, being close to the land. I think so much of the, I guess, wisdom or like the solution to kind of our modern problems is really just by going back to kind of our natural state, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Yeah. You said that much simpler than I did. <laughs> really, I, was, I felt like I I'm kind of overcomplicating and adding in random quotes. And no, stuff. no. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, it's interesting. We, we've done whatever with this is like the seventh thing we've done together here. Conversation. And very commonly we come back to our our current environment just being pretty terrible, like overall, <laughs> which I know a lot of us like. You know, we know there's a lot of things we don't like, but just as like originally like natural beings and just the way I think our our bodies and minds, like psychology, like we operate, I think that we really, like we've really messed up big time. And I know people, this isn't like a, whoa, revelation here, Mm -hmm. but, but it just, we continuously say like, we're talking about vastly different things, but it always seems to come back to like, I mean, we are, our environment influences us how we live and influences like everything that we do. Um, and, and we're living based on our current circumstances and it really is just not good, you know? Um, and it's, it's hard to like think of a way to reverse that. Like you can, yes, start with your own environment, whatever, but to like big change is going to take, take a long time. And it's worrisome that like, like, are we 
I know people spend their whole lives on this topic, right? Um, and, and doing things about it. But it's like, are we too far gone? Like, can we even reverse this and get back? Like, will we make ourselves extinct? Not from like climate change and all that stuff. Separate from that, like, will we just not be able to function because we've gone too far from what we were supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, um, with with the advances in technology and all these things, which are great, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's like, even you and I, like, are we really meant to be sitting here having a conversation with microphones over a computer screen? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's definitely benefits to it. But in the long term, like how how bad are these things? So I don't know. It's interesting. I think that got that took a dark turn there. But that just mm-hmm. make me, you know, think of it's it's something we keep we keep thinking about and and, mm-hmm. and coming back to. Um, it just makes me realize that that's really, yes, we can do stuff ourselves. But like as a as a population you know species we need to like focus as on as a society as a society exactly like <laughs> we this is this is a big big issue which i know will like probably not be addressed for a long time if ever but mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. yeah you bring up a good point i've been thinking about this a lot as well I- i'm curious what what do you think kind of like my my conclusion or well not conclusion because i'm you know, my mind is always open to you know, changing these things, but kind of like the, my current thought kind of on this and like the society and the world that we've created with technology and everything, you know, like, does it have its problems? Oh, for sure. Definitely. You know, <laughs> Def- definitely, you know, there's a whole bunch of, whole bunch of issues that we've created for ourselves. And at the same time, I also think it's kind of like the best alternative that we have, mm-hmm. you know, I think kind of what, what I've realized, like, in just watching, you know, in just watching like a lot of like historical documentaries and just kind of like, you know, or documentaries on like, you know, hunter gatherer tribes and stuff, you know, like life back then was hard as hell, you know, mm. right? So kind of having to go and fetch water from the river, right. having to like walk, like watch your back as you're walking back from the river so you don't get eaten by like a predator or something, right? Having to go run and hunt and, you know, stay like stay up in the night having to find fire and shelter and warmth and like life was really really hard back then we had to do so much mm-hmm. work back then and that was kind of the cost of it right short lifespans long backbreaking work and i think kind of you know what we have right now as a society is not perfect but i feel like it's the best alternative that we have mm-hmm. kind of to that way of life that's so tremendously difficult mm-hmm. i think one thing I've realized for myself, and I, I'm not sure, you know, if this is for you know, other people, if, you know, perhaps you might resonate with this as well. But for myself, what I've noticed, having grown up kind of in the 21st century urban environment in beautiful Vancouver, I kind of have this idyllic view, or I well, used to, well, sometimes still do, but I kind of have this like super idyllic view that nature is, you know, you know, a lovely wonderful place to live in and like the deers are you know right <laughs> meadows everywhere the, yeah meadows <laughs> everywhere right but kind of like recognizing that that's just my you know metropolitan view of hmm. you know nature when really our life kind of back then you know in kind of our natural state was real was hard as shoot yeah <laughs> you know it was hard as stick you know so it was I think kind of what we have right now is, you know, it's imperfect, but I totally. feel like it's our best yeah. alternative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Like we are, and we're constantly growing and evolving as a, as a society. How many times can we use that word? We need to like a <laughs> We are in a society. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's it's the best, it's the best that we have. So like not everything's obviously going to be perfect. The longer that we continue to to change things, it's like, stuff gets better right we'll mm-hmm. eventually figure it out so no it's just it's it's interest whoa my brain stopped there for a second <laughs> it's interesting um it's interesting to think about you know are we are we like you said like there's many things that are way better obviously uh what's the, what's overall is it the right direction it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. we're here you know so we're not going to mm-hmm. change it but it's 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 neat to think about um you know, if things would have gone another way, how would it look and, and what would be the case? But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I have a question for you, you know, out of curiosity, you know, if you could 
if you were the president of the world, Harrison King, king of the world, okay. you know, if you were president of the world or something and kind of like you could create a living situation that was kind of like, you know, that that would be best, that would kind of like be the best solution. Like what what would that be for you? What would that look like? And obviously, you know, like it, no one yeah. has the answers, but of you course, know, having of fun course. here, you know, like what yeah. would that, I guess, perfect natural like way of life look like for you well i guess it depends on like are we taking the current like ever all the countries you know what i mean and mm. and people have have different um cultures and all these things or is it like one blanket thing because I'll, I'll go the blanket route so we'll say that like yeah everybody because it's too complicated otherwise mm -hmm. um i think we would have to come from a place of of teaching children from a young age Ba like obviously basic things how to live and like like we do um but the education system quote-unquote education system i wouldn't call it like a it'd be like a decentralized thing just like a, a rules or whatever values that based on all these books and things you're talking about and what we've learned like seem to be the best ways it's not like coming from a place that this is my ego i want to take care of you there's a whole book by uh her name's elisa song i don't remember the name of the book but um she was on a podcast I was working on. So I listened to it really interesting. Um, this is a little side topic. And she was saying how like, in like, um, I believe it was, I want to say African tribes that they were studying, where like, the, the way that they treat their children, again, that may not be it, but but um, at least something similar that their their kids are very like, they just kind of do what they like, they sort things out, like they're not parenting, helicopter parenting doesn't exist. You know, there's fires, and there's all these things happening. But like, they're like, well, if the kid goes and touches the fire, they're never going to do it again because they're going to go, wow, that hurt, that burnt my hand. You know what I mean? Instead of you telling them, never touch it, never touch it, never touch it. And then they eventually, like, it's it's that thing. So that would be a place to start. It'd be like everybody kind of sorts out things on their own. But I think the priority would be like what we're talking about, like meditation and mindfulness has a, has to be a big part of society, which it's not. In, in, in a lot of cultures it is, but like our, we're talking about like our kind of, quote unquote, civilized society, Western, mm -hmm. you know, Western culture yeah, has like Western, North seeped into everywhere though. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, a lot of it's bad um, coming from, from that place and, and raising people from a sense of, cause I, I'm starting to think, well, you know, there's always going to be somebody that's bad. So like, how do you deal with that? That's why we have jail and whatever. I'm like, I think if we can somehow raise people to believe that the way to live is just to like, treat others well and and find inner peace and whatever obviously there's exceptions and this is a whole theoretical thing and mm -hmm. you know what there's like, whatever yeah but i think yeah. that would be the starting place and almost everything would be good after that like i think everything else that comes with that like talking about all the problems if i were to say because i don't i'm like let's remove currency as in like you have to work for somebody else to have I know like trading and stuff. It's like a form of currency and all this. It's like uh, if people are, aren't going to learn even how to be greedy because they're raised in a way that they don't even understand what that is and they would never do it, like stealing and stuff is not going to be a problem. So so then just like all of those problems, I think would be solved from this place. And that's my answer. That's a pretty relatively simple answer. But I, I genuinely think that would solve a lot of problems if we were to start a society from the ground up based on that almost everything in my opinion would kind of work out in a good way i don't know mm -hmm. totally totally agree and also you know everyone listening you know y'all are smart enough to know that there's nuance to every answer yes, to every of course. aphorism so we're figuring this no, out no 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 just as what much, i you said know. is the yeah. absolute truth the absolute and nothing truth. <laughs> yeah the subscribe to harrison king oh my god <laughs> subscribe to every thought of harrison this king. this adds you a know? bubbly ad this whole uh, this yeah. whole this whole i hope podcast. we can they can sponsor us one sponsor time guys i love this yeah. i was talking to amir before if you're not on uh, on the video you can't see but i've got grapefruit bubbly bubbly is sparkling water mm. at least in canada i don't know if they have it elsewhere and uh, mm. and i was like i used to see people drink it and i was like what are you doing like it's like soda or something it's not it's just water it's just carbonated water and and natural flavoring and the flavors are great and there's literally nothing in it it's just like it, it's like if you put strawberries in water and then drank it that's what it is uh, While you're I'm talking sure... about that, you're reminding me I need to get some water. Okay, Keep talking you go do to that. Him. <laughs> um, 
I'm sure there's something wrong with, you know, drinking water out of a, like a, a can that was like in a factory. And I know there's like, that's probably not the best, but it's great. And if you like, like bubbly things, sparkling things, uh, get some, try some. This is not a sponsored ad, but maybe one day it will be. So if anybody knows anybody at bubbly, uh, get them to reach out to us. And dear viewers, that is your reminder to stay hydrated wherever you are. Please exactly. make sure that you're staying hydrated. <laughs> take a sip of water or bubbly. They're not sponsoring this. I said but maybe, anyways. maybe in the future, you know, yeah, manifestation, yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great. This is great. I, to be honest, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm out of thoughts. Like this is mm-hmm. a lot. We covered a lot of stuff today. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's great though. Mm-hmm. It's great. Totally. My brain is still rolling and roaring, but we could save it for another time. <laughs> I mean, it could go for another three hours and he'd be like, I could. I totally quotes could. Quotes for days. The, I know, right? It's because I went to my therapist today. <laughs> my brain is clear. I'm yeah. grounded. I'm I here. It. I it's love it. It's sunny in Vancouver. <laughs> that's good. The weather has a, Anyways, such a big impact, though, on our mood. Totally. That's, a, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, but like, definitely. it started to get a. Uh, like spring has finally arrived, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. It's gone back and forth. And uh, and then the sun comes out and it's kind of warm enough that I can go outside for a walk and like a, and like a check this and make myself sound super Canadian in a bunny hug. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, hug, eh? and, uh, and it's like, I just feel so great. I'm like, wow, like I'm back. I'm alive again. It's great. Mm-hmm. So that's a different call. Maybe that's, yeah. we talk it, about. It's weird. And dwelling would be close to the land, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. The weather is so nice here in Vancouver. Anyways, dear listeners, thank you so much for thank joining you. us for yet another oh. episode. We hope that you've taken something great from this. We hope that you know you're able to apply something that you're able to go out and be present, you know, in your life. Go out and live your life, and you know, as Harrison always says, you know, we learn to live for the first time. Exactly. Have a have a conversation like this with somebody else. See what their uh, what would they do if they were there. How would you fix the world if you had like an interesting question not in like a bad don't do it in like a you can't do it in like a greedy way way, yeah exactly (laughs) but but it's an interesting thing to think about so there you go that's your homework listeners Mm -hmm. very good uh amir and your second you know yeah of course Uh, everyone can find me at amir coro a-m-e-e-r-c-o-r-r-o everywhere you get the internet what about you harrison Harrison King official on instagram and facebook and youtube and uh that's my website too, which I got to update. Maybe I'll work on that at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Thanks for the chat, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks Peace listeners. out. See you later. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Talk About Life Pod. And for more information, head on over to HarrisonKingOfficial.com forward slash podcast. Now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life.